This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Women's Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and as ever, I'm going to be joined by Danny Baker. There is no guest this weekend. It's just the two of us who will be rattling on about all things Wimbledon. Uh, so let me introduce Danny Baker. How are we? You all right? Hey, just the two of us. Candlelight dinner, yeah. me and you. Well, so well, you don't know, Lee's got some lovely black satin curtains in the background. It's very, uh, sort of very 80s chic from you, Lee, with your nice beard. Sort well, of, uh... I'm, in the, I'm in the boudoir. In the is it Valentine's Day already, is it? Yeah. When the magic happens. You know oh, I mean? <laughs> plenty of magic. A disappearing act by your wife, by the looks of it. Well, I did say we're in. I'm in the bedroom because uh, our flat's been decorated. So uh, we're staying with the mother-in-law at the moment, which ain't great. But yeah, I don't pay rent for a while, so it's she, all she's all right. But no, I'm all right. Yeah, bit sort of um, yeah, recover from Saturday. Obviously, recovered from the uh, from the Mourn Fest, Leicester Queen, and now that was all done. It was actually quite interesting watching it. Um, but it does, I just feel so sorry for the for Prince Charles. Anyway, question, obviously, as usual. You want to talk about sponsorship, Mr. Finch, Mr. Yep. Chips? Um, lots of con- lots of chat in the office at work about sponsorship and you know, Carling Premiership and talking about betting companies. Where do you sit on um on sponsorship? Do you think it's I mean, let's be honest, right? Did anyone really like think right, Holston Pills Tottenham, I've got to buy a, a bottle of Holston? No. Did, I never see a company and go, hey, 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 bet, I've got, I need to go and bet. I mean, I've, I, I, am I underplaying this? Or do you no, feel I like agree. It's like with the motor racing, the motor racing stopped having, uh, what is it, cigarettes. Cig- cigarettes, yeah. Well, I never, I've never smoked, never wanted to smoke, hated the stuff. You know, if you wanted to smoke, that's up to you. You kind of got pushed into it at kind of school, didn't you, really, if you were going to be a smoker. You thought you'd be cool uh, and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I, I I never saw a Formula One car and go, oh look at that! Like, what is it? Cigarettes? Just, I'd like to go and I have a smoke now. And as you said, Holston Pills. Yeah, I don't really. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, 
it's a weird one for me because obviously we had the same didn't we with the a betting company wanted to sponsor the ground or something. That's it, and we had a big vote about it. But I mean, I, I don't think it was a big vote, but yeah, kind of went. I don't quite understand, on. Lee, the logic between. And again, the question I guess was: is that if a company came in to pay us a decent whack, would you would you take the money for the sponsorship? Bear in mind, obviously, sponsorships we need some sponsorship, and we're struggling. Would that be something that you would that you would take? I personally don't. I would take it. It doesn't affect me. If it's a you know, I'll I would take from a cigarette company, an alcohol company. But what I don't like is, and again, it's this sort of, maybe it's woke culture, I don't know, this sort of sweeping statement of all these alcohol companies or all the betting companies or all the cigarette companies, because after a while, we're running out of, well, no, we're agree. running out of companies. You know it's I mean? like with the betting company, they said, we're well, sponsor Graham, and we said, no, because betting leads to, do you know what I mean? I, I, I had a gambling issue when I was growing up, uh, yeah. which I've kind of lucky enough got out of pretty quickly. I was quite lucky with that aspect but that still don't it won't stop it won't make me do it again that's my personal issues but i just think that we have the sky bet league two what do we do pull out of that because they're sponsored well, by the game 100 uh people have issues with alcohol do we stop selling beer at the grounds and just do zero percent alcohol at the grounds or do you know what i mean it's, it's it does get i agree with you it's, it's like football manager can be quite addictive do we stop them from Sponsoring us now as well because people stay up all night and they have lost marriages over playing football manager. Do we then? Do we stop it's that? Sta- it's staggering. Like I don't understand how someone can say you can't have a pint of lager and you can't advertise lager because it's alcohol because it's bad, but yet gambling it's okay. And then actually, you know what? No, you can't do this. But McDonald's is all right. It's like chocolate bar. Like they've got the cricket and it was like, oh, this is great. They're sponsored by crisps. Come on, mate. You're sponsored by a load of crisps here. You've got hula hoops on the front of your shirt and you're talking about what wholesome British companies. It's like, come on, if you want to really be good, I mean, I'm not being funny, I can't think of many companies who either employ, you know, employ people for the right money, are good for you, or until, I just, I can't imagine, like, can you imagine being sponsored by W.H. Smith? I mean, we'd be absolutely ridiculous. You know, like, the only issue I've got with W.H. Smith... <laughs> it was right. a terrible right back. You know, W.H. Smith, really funny, like, then why are they only at airports? Mate, they have vanished off like the face of the world. But they're only at airports or train stations. Like, why, why is that? Why, like, and why do you have to have about three or four of them at the airport? Why not just have one? But it's really weird. It's, there was a geezer who done a little comedy sketch on it. It's brilliant. But, but yeah, sponsorships, it's a strange one because look at Newcastle. Newcastle fans didn't give a crap, really, that they're cut, they're, they're, they've just been owned by the Saudi state who do awful things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And once it's a weird one with football because you, if, say, someone... Say uh, Saddam Hussein was still alive and he came in to buy AFC Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? I don't think too many of us would go, oh, wait a minute, can't, like, who is this fat bastard? We'd look at the money and go, oh, can we build Plough Lane to be a premiership football ground? Do you know what I mean? Can we get players that we need? There'll be a lot of fans, obviously, at Wimbledon who would say no, uh, and morally that's correct. But as I said, look at Newcastle. They've totally, they've totally gone away from what, who owns them and what they do uh, with regards to human rights and stuff. And, and it's kind of forgotten, isn't it, with football? It's a, it's a strange one, football. Like, I can understand what you're saying. I can understand where people are saying, yeah, you shouldn't have sponsors because of like people getting obese and people having alcohol problems. But at the end of the day, we're all grown-ups and we should be able to, do you know what I mean, and be able to teach our kids right from wrong as well and what, what we, you know what I mean? So... 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with, like I said, it just, it just, for me, it seems weird that if they're, if they're making this amount of money and they can put back into a football team and, and offer the community something, then I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just a question of, I'm not asking, you know, her, you know, heroin R us on the front of your shirt or anything. Of course you don't, but I don't understand if someone is selling Fosters or whatever it was. I mean, I'm only talking about 20 years ago. Like, you know, the Foster, it was, you know, the Oval was sponsored by Fosters. We were the Carlin Premiership. You've got, you know, the Coca-Cola Cup. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's a fun. But look, look at the Cowbell Cup, the Cowbell Cups. This is, this is Cowbell Papa John's. Are... This is Papa John's. This is yeah. pizza. One of the worst, part. if anyone's like me who's got a slight wheat intolerance, for the pizza, I come out looking pregnant. It's horrendous. <laughs> so how you can kind of like, you know, if anyone's had an extra spicy chilli on their pizza, I mean, that is life-threatening. So I, I, I'm all for all sponsorship as well, long as you're legal. The, the worst one is why people have these their, their, uh, their battles with certain brands as well. It's like McDonald's. People, no, McDonald's is so bad. But yeah, as you said, Papa John's seems to be okay. Do you know what I mean? It's true though, like McDonald's, got, McDonald's used to sponsor everything, didn't they? And you think people had a go at McDonald's through their sponsorship. Do you know how much what they did for the community and stuff and putting into grassroots football? They do loads. Loads of money into it. But because they that's, sold that's, yeah. greasy food, which you don't have to eat, do you know what I mean? You don't have to go out and buy 20 cheese. Like, I'm, I'm one of these people though that go to McDonald's and have a cheeseburger chaser. Do you know what I mean? You get the main <laughs> meal and then you get the and now they've done the triple cheeseburger, it's stitched up no end. The but there's no one who goes to McDonald's who, who don't have a main meal and then they have a like a, a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, triple cheeseburger on the side. No way. Love it. I know, darling, can I get a Big Mac meal on a cheeseburger chaser? <laughs> but it's true. That's what... That, that, you won't be chasing anyone after Tell that. me one person that don't go to McDonald's, order themselves a main meal and don't have that extra no, cheeseburger. But I, we don't I, have I, to have yeah. that. Again, sponsor. It's not like I see loads of McDonald's around the place, but oh, I fancy a McDonald's now. So I mean, I think oh, I fancy a burger. But like what you said, look at the we've got the 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 uh, what's it called in the back at the fan zones now, the food outlets and stuff. Like yeah, that. we stopped selling them because they're not selling vegan. Do you know what I mean? Or but the other thing that's weirdly right, if you're sponsored by Ryman, right, as an example, I'm not ever going to watch a game and go. God, I've got, I must buy them biros. I'm just never going to do it. I'm never ever going to look at Ryman and go, I must buy those. You know, I must buy them. Or well, yeah, I must. The I should, I should really get life insurance. I mean, I'm just, just what? Do you know biros as well as a strange game? Because it's only Bic that pretty much run it, isn't it? Well, Bic run this joint. You can, I mean, Bic, there's loads Bic of... run biros. There's no other. Tell me another biro, Mike. Wilco. No, it's Bic. Bic only. But yeah, again, and, and, and the Raiders, I'm them. with you. I don't see the Ryman print when we were going through the combined counties. I wasn't I buying more paper, put it that way. The, the, but the combined counties, or who was it? The C, what, what league, did, what cup did we play in the C? Was it Seagrave Haulage? Seagrave Haulage. I didn't bring them up and think, oh, yeah, I need to send something overseas. Do you know what I mean? Or so I'll get. <laughs> I find, I find the, the sponsorship thing really it's interesting. Like, we're, we're, we're recording this as the Papa John's trophy's been played. Because we've all got stuff on this week, so we had to record a bit earlier. But I'm not seeing Western waste and thinking, "Oh shit, yeah, I better put my bins out." I know it's just, but this is where the whole the advertising thing is weird. Uh, you know, it, it's fine if they want to put whatever they're doing, but I just I find it fascinating how the government will go, "Yeah, you can't do that, you can't do that." But by the yeah. way, you can you can advertise a pizza brand because, and bear in mind, if you eat a pizza or you eat a Big Mac, I know which one's worse for you. You're gonna eat more pizza than you yeah, are. It's pizza. like Cherry Red Records. Uh, 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not stopping using Spotify now because Cherry, I've seen Cherry Red Records. I know. Yeah, I just, I, I, this, it was a conversation because we got some. Our office is split between sort of the football bods and the rugby bods. And the rugby, rugby, I love the fact. And again, I, I love rugby, but it's the whole rugby guys who are like rugby's this game of respect, yeah, and they end up beating the hell out of each other. But it's okay because after the game, when the cameras are all done, they all shake hands. Well, that's fantastic. And they moan about football being no, no respect because they shout at the referees. But the moment you touch a player, they get a red card. They're gone. And I'm like, well, where's your respect then? Where's this See, I, I don't like the argument with rugby bods that they say there's no respect in football when uh, they, beat the living, they beat the living crap out of each other in a fight. Yeah, that's respectful, isn't it? Like kids watching two... And again, and, and when, when fouls are... When another team commit a foul, they're like, yeah, and they clap each other and they're patting the opposition. I just find that... It's an interesting debate because... The rugby conversation about respect is all about respecting well, your opponent or the referee, and then you're beating the hell out of them. I find it yeah. interesting. But you're, there we you're, are. you're middle class, though, aren't you, Dan? You work at a middle class school. That's why you have the rugby bods and the football bods. Me, I'm, oh. I'm a working class hero. Went to a working class school. Mm. You know Kept I mean? the country alive. Pretty much, mate. What did you make of them? Come on, let's, we've been in chat. Move on. on. Well, if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, let's know. We'll have to go we, through our We category. are looking. We would like sponsors, to be fair, because... Uh, it costs quite a bit of money, to be Anyone who sort of sells TVs, I think, would be good. Well, no, what we are need, we looking for? We need, like, recording equipment, really, like uh, mixers and stuff like that. So Perfect. anyone's got a good, decent mixer they want to sponsor. Tonic, Coke, like. Lemonade, all the, all the big mixers. As someone, as someone said on Facebook the other day, we're only using a 1499 uh, Argos mic sitting in my bedroom. You know what I mean? I think he was trying to get at, I was pretty sad, but. He obviously don't. You know. are a bit. You he obviously bit, don't know how sad I am. He also doesn't know whose bedroom you're in. Yeah. Well, the the. Yeah, that's it. My missus will back. Sorry, we're going on subject again. My missus will back how sad I am. I literally. Have you ever seen the app Foot Footballogy? Got it. Yeah. I update it. I I go through there looking at what games are on in the next coming weeks to think. Well, maybe I'll can go I, to Baku. Can I get another ground? Maybe I'll go to Baku and watch. Yeah, and see what kind of level they. And then I look at the stadiums and think, oh, I fancy that. Try and get it through her. She also says no. Uh, but yeah, I, I sit and I'm. She's probably thinking, oh, look, he's texting other girls. Well, I'm not. I'm just looking at stadiums in like Baku or the Middle East of Bulgaria and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, Carl. Sounds like, it sounds like a midlife crisis, mate. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of midlife crisis, is Carlisle? Go for it. Carlisle, 164 fans went out there. Fair play to him because it's probably the the first half was the, the worst game of football I've ever seen. Boring. Uh, Carlisle, awful. Did I, I did watch and I had the Carlisle commentators. Jeez. How biased were they, by the way? just about to say. Oh, one of my them, one God. Of them was, one um, for the red card on Pell's tackle. And then the, the, the geezer, like, we, mate, we spoke about this on the debrief, and the geezer, there's another geezer who obviously played the game, and he was like, nah, fair challenge. He goes, if that that's my player doing that, I think that's fair. Do you know what I mean? He gets the ball. But they, yeah, they, one of them was so biased, like literally. And when they scored, he was going mental. Oh, uh, it, was, it was a really difficult one. And again... How many times do we say that? Like it was a bad, difficult game. It was a bad game. We just, I just, I, I just don't think he's got a clue in terms of what is the best lineup, the best sort of way to play. He's clearly got an identity that he wants to play. In terms of he wants three centre backs, he wants two wing backs, he wants to be a sound to be behind a front two to be aggressive. But I just don't think he's got the first idea, and I don't, I don't know the first idea of what our best lineup is. It's just. It's really, really difficult because I do feel for him because I think that he's, he's genuinely trying. Losing young Coombs is massive because he was one of the few guys who genuinely was engaging and could think things through. But the way that we've been trying to play, 
and the way that we have been playing, there's a massive disparity. And I don't really know. I mean, the only time we actually looked vaguely decent is when we just went front and back quick. We passed it back, oofed it through, scored a goal. And after that, we weren't we trying to play football? Magoma actually got the ball once and drove forward. And I was like, the moment they stood, I don't know if you noticed, but Magoma got a lot of ball on Saturday. Most teams would sort of press high and, and try and stop him. They were like, no, Magoma, you can have it. And Magoma was like, great. And he was trying to get... We, as soon as we got to the front third, we were like, still over the shot. Yeah, I just like first half, I don't, we didn't have one shot on target. Do you know what I mean? And then second half, we we had that one, the, the one chance where South scores, and that's just from a, a long ball. I just, again, consistency, we say this all the time, but consistency with the players is just non existent. Like Chislett, I thought was horrendous again on Saturday. He was in and out of the game, didn't. You know, one thing that annoys me as well is players, parents, or relatives, or just get off social media when you when your boy is playing. Yeah, or when old man, is it old man at all? The I don't know if it's his old man or his brother. I tried to distinguish, but I couldn't. But someone made a comment and didn't even at Chislett in it. And he's like, yeah, whoever it was, kind of commented calling him a clown. It was like, come on, man, that's just ridiculous because your son ain't that great. You know what I mean? We didn't play that great. Sometimes he can be brilliant. Sometimes he can be awful. But he's so, I guess, like I said last week, there are so many players who they're, they're just you know, they are in, they're going to be inconsistent or they lack a, a skill or a quality. But I just, yeah, it, it's a really weird one because... Plus for me... Go on, let's get massive, some pluses out. Massive plus for me is Jack Curry at the moment. I thought he was superb again on Saturday. He was taking people on. He, you know what I mean? He looked that special, but I thought he was good. The uh, the other thing that I found funny was the, the Carlisle commentators who said they were quite biased, but they kind of saw it what we're seeing and it, yeah. it, it actually quite it, everyone was like oh well, actually yeah, yeah we're not just going mad we're not just being negative for the sake of it like George Marsh George Marsh said oh look he's a tidy player some good little touches but it never goes forward and that's no. what the, that was the Carlisle that's what the Carlisle players uh, commentator said not what we said not as fans that's what Carlisle said so, I just yeah. I just felt the whole game apart from Magoma there was very very few people who actually got the ball and we're trying. And, I, and again, I talk to my kids at school and I'm always like, right, what are our two philosophies? And one is go forward. Can we go forward? Can you look to play forwards and be brave on the ball? Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Go forwards, be brave. If you think you can take somebody on, go for it. If you think someone else is in a better place, it's a hard pass. Don't be afraid to play. Be expressive. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. I'm not going to tell you what to make a mistake. If you try to do the right thing, and there's only really Magoma who looks to be positive. Everybody else, and again, it reminds me of Sammy Jack Moore. Curry. And Jack Curry looks like he wants, and, and they rated in the commentators. Um, but I just feel like Gunter's two, two sideways. Yep. I felt like Chislip was just trying to pass the buck a lot. Pell is, again, still needs game time. He looks a bit out. I mean, he, he had a good free kick, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. The one, that, the one that I'm really interested in, and I'd be interested whether he gets, if he's as good or if he gets a chance, is Biller. On the fact that I feel like right wing back is a major area of ours. We've been trying to, we said about addressing it in the window. Gunter clearly wants to play in, in as the right of a three. I don't think he's got the legs to go forward. I feel like we're almost, almost, we're too predictable with Curry. And I wonder whether or not we're missing, whether we will regret not getting a decent right wing back in. Well, we did say that when the window closed that we, we, we missed out on a couple of positions we think in our, our opinion. And I think, yeah, right wing back's one of them. I don't think what we've got below 
Gunter is unfortunately good enough. I don't think Ogunda is is going to. Ogunda, I don't see either. I, I don't see how we're we're pinning our hopes on Villa when what he's played how many games for us? Not many. Oh, well, 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 I guess it's the same as Curry though. Beginning of the season, Curry. I know he had the whole season. Yeah, but Curry's had a whole season at Eastbourne Borough where Villa got injured when he went on loan again. Do you know what I mean? He seems quite yeah. injured. You can't just throw someone in who's like at least at least Curry's had a full season at a men's football team. What did you make of Carlisle, Lee? Did you yeah. think they yeah. were decent, average? No, no. again, yeah. they're your typical League Two team. I said it on the debrief on Sunday that one thing I liked about them is they're kind of shithousery kind of thing. They kind of, you know, when we I thought Pell might have been getting sent off because the ref goes yeah. towards his back pocket. I think he kind of, where they kind of help us there is they kind of slow him down and he thinks about it. And the women I, thought, I thought the forward was good, Patrick. He was super quick. I thought he was very quick, quite direct, almost. They almost had a player who was quite deep running and they had a real goal poacher, Dennis, who's the top, second top goal scorer. Um, and I thought, oh, I didn't think they were a bit, I think it's a hot, it looks like a horrible ground. I've not been there, but. Oh, it's it, a great, great ground. I, I, I personally don't feel at all like they were anything to write home about. I thought they were, but, they will be mid table this year. I don't I've see them that, I said higher. that about other teams, though. I've not seen one team where I thought, oh, maybe Mansfield when they battered us. But they've been having some mixed results. I just I've not. Well, Mansfield were pants, mate. In the first twenty minutes, we were all over like a rash. Yeah, I just I've not seen a team, not seen a team where I thought, oh, actually, this is a really good side. And I just don't think that Carlisle, as I said, their ball boys are liked because they proper time wasted when they were two one up and they were deliberately doing it and getting away with it. And I just thought we got to do that kind of stuff more as well when we go one nil up and two nil up. I mean, we're just too naive still, which has been what the case of Wimbledon for what since I've been supporting them really well, since ASC Women formed. But did you see the thing the other day at the table? We are the worst team, the worst football team across the whole divisions in the last five seasons. Is that true? What, yeah, in, terms, was... in terms of what, points gained? Uh, yes, points gained over the last five seasons. There was a table, here we go. Yes, I am that sad. Since the beginning of the 17-18 season, only two teams have done worse than... Rochdale in EFL, ASC Wimbledon and Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. Now, now third from bottom in the conference. For comparison, Man City have made 470 points while playing 30 fewer games. So we, Wimbledon, have got 234 points in five seasons uh, and one relegation. Less, less, less than 50. And Scunthorpe, we've got 239. Uh, they had two relegations. Uh, Oldham, two relegations. Bolton, two relegations uh, down there as well. But yeah, we were... We are the worst team in the last five seasons. Wow. It's just an interesting conversation that we spoke to Jack, about, to Jack last week about, and again, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk too much about fan ownership. We've done it to we're blue in the face. But it's just interesting about how people, I don't want to, I don't want to sell for a player or a person to come and buy it and we almost buy success. We have, we've had, we've, since we've been in the football league, we've had one year where we've been okay. And that was, we've got promoted. We've got in that role. Um, we hit, hardly could have been sacked at the Accrington away game. It was half time. We were struggling. We got back to four four, um, and then we kind of just since that moment we do went you, on a bit of a run. Do you also remember when we got promoted? Right, we played Accrington. Yeah. Do you remember when the ref blew up just as what's his name scores? Accrington okay. score. That we wouldn't have gone up if the ref had not made that. Big yes, mistake. I do remember that. Who was it? Billy something. The guy, he had mental issues. With Billy Key. Billy Key, that was him. Uh, he scores, but the ref blows up for a half-time. 
I remember that at ours, yeah? Yes. So you think that is a massive bit of luck, and we blame referees for everything that happens bad against us. But you think if the ref had not made that mistake and blown up then, we wouldn't have been getting up next year. But I just think... Talking, I know we're not meant to, we're not trying to be or talk about fan ownership and stuff like that. I, I don't get this thing where people keep saying like, oh, if we sell out, it doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't. We're not saying it does. We're not saying right, we sell out, we buy, we get a Saudi in, and he he spends a billion pound. We're not saying we will go. Out. Look at Wrexham at the moment. Wrexham is still not smashing that league to bits. There's no guarantees they'll get out of that league, but they they've given themselves a better chance. They've given themselves a more professional. Uh, way of running the club. Look at the pitch. The pitch was awful. So they went and replaced it, 300 grand. Do you know what I mean? It's not, we're not saying, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll stop being fan-owned. We'll sell out. We'll, we'll have an owner in who's going to spend billions. We're guaranteed to get in the Premiership, European football. In a- that's never going to be what we're after. But that's not what people are saying. And I think people keep getting real. And I think Jonesy made a good point. I want to say, Jonesy made a good point today on Twitter saying, it's not about being fan-owned possibly, or it's, it's, Fan run, I think, who's annoying a lot of people at the moment. The thing as well is, is that if you imagine that we generally decide that we're happy to we're happy to sell, could you imagine the scrutiny that owner's going to get through just to get the chance of buying us? There will not be a, a post-it note that's not been looked at before selling it to us. There is not a hope in hell that the people at Wimbledon who are anti this or against it will not check every single avenue of every single thing of every single point. There is not a hoping hole that we're going to sell this. If we were to sell the club, which are, again, we may or may not, who knows? But there's no way it's going to happen without us checking everything with a fine tooth comb. Oh, no. And again, as I said on Twitter, I'm just frustrated at people who are just anti it for the sake of anti in it. And they don't think- actually think what is best for the club. This could be an option where we really give ourselves the financial security, the club security that we have been wanting, the opportunity where we can actually rather than being a losing football team for 10 years, we can actually go, right, this is how we win a game of football. And we can actually give a product. You know, Wimbledon fans have been so loyal. I mean, look, we've had 10 years or five years of being the worst three. We're still loyal, turning up to fixtures, supporting managers. We've got probably one of the better records of actually backing a manager. We, you know, we don't, we're not shotgun. We're not Hartlepool. We're not Colchester. We're backing our manager through and through. And yeah. yet, they've still got these concerns. I just... I. I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't really get it. But, I, think we, yeah. I think what we need to do, I think we'll take a break. I think when we come back, we'll continue this conversation and we'll also talk about the Don's Trust elections and what we want to see on people's manifestos and what kind of person we want to see going for the Don's Trust board. So we'll come back in a minute and we'll, we'll finish. Sponsored by a cigarette brand. <laughs> the Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. Right, we're back. And uh, as previously, we're going to still carry on the conversation regarding fan ownership, selling, uh, Don's Trust Bowl, the manifestos coming in for the elections that are going to be coming up soon. Uh, Anyone who's anyone interested, Lee? We do. We, 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 I don't know many. We outed someone on Saturday because he, he spoke to me previously about getting, doing it. And then he came on a debrief and I said to him, oh, it's Richard. Richard Shepard, his name is. He uh, He's on all socials now. He's If you want to have a go and have a look at his, uh, what he has planned and stuff, he will be updating that more and more as the, uh, what's it called goes on and also check out everyone's manifestos when they come up we're not supporting one person 
in this, we're just saying, look, this is the person we know. I can't believe how quick it's come around. Like, well, we, we, bonkers. We were saying this earlier, weren't we? Like, we've been doing this through the last elections. Obviously, uh, Colin went for it, and we were going to get Colin and Niall on, weren't we, to have a yeah. debate against each other, one fan ownership, one non-fan ownership. And we're back to kind of seem to me like square one again. We've come back in a full circle. Do you know what I mean? It's the same conversations that we were having last year in the elections. Do you know what I mean? I just hope these elections, again, we want them to be fair, honest. We want everyone to have a say. We're trying to figure out if there's anything we can do regarding hustings and stuff like that. We've never done anything. Like we literally work off free software and try our best to get a good content of podcasts and debriefs and stuff out without really doing too much hard work or spending too much money. Uh, but yeah, I just hope that people are going to read all manifestos and stuff like that. But yeah, it's come around really quick. And yeah, I don't we just tried to walk around, haven't we? We've just kind of, I don't, we had so much promise and so many, I felt like such a positive energy. Um, and we just haven't really gone anywhere. And I'm not saying it's anyone's fault who's in there or not, but I feel like we've just sort of treaded water a little bit. And we've got, I don't know, I feel like we haven't really, I don't feel like we've ever, we have, we've quite kicked on. And whether or not those guys are to blame or whether or not it's just, it is what it is, the finances, the stadium, I don't know. But it'll be what we are for them, what we've obviously, what, what, we, what are we looking for? We're looking for, obviously, we want a decent demographic of, of all the people that are within the club. It's, um, but it's a tough one for me because I'm not currently a Don's Trust member. I might join before the 30th of October deadline where once you join after that, you won't be able to vote on the elections. But I don't know what I want, really, because uh, part of me still likes the idea of fan ownership and stuff like that. I don't like the fan run part of it. I do think we need... This is what I was having a conversation with someone earlier regarding professionals coming in and being paid jobs, like we said last week, that some people need to come in as paid professionals. But you need money to pay people their jobs. Uh, do you know what I mean? Where does that money come from? Do we cut the budget? We have to find £900,000 a year now to have a decent budget. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Out. I want. I don't know. It's hard because the Don's Trust Ball don't, for me, are really becoming something that we don't really need anymore because they don't run the football club. They're just there to offer governance and give up what our, us fans want kind of thing. It just seems like we have so many different jobs for the fans to go speak to people, but they don't really do anything with regards to running the club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, we've got three SLOs, which are supporters, like the Asians officers. officers. What do, do they then speak to the Don's Trust board and then the Don's Trust board goes there? Or do we go straight directly to Graham Stacey or Luke McKenzie, because they're the only ones who speak on Facebook and social media and stuff like that. They're the only ones that we can kind of have access to. As I said to you the other day, and we said it on Sunday regarding other board members, Graham Stacy, I know personally, and I probably could have a chat to him. Do you know what I mean? If I see him on the train and stuff, I've known him for years watching Wimbledon and Marie as well. But I don't know what they've done since they've gone onto the board. And I'm guessing if you don't know them people personally, you won't have a clue who they are, what they're doing. Freddie Flaxman's another one that's kind of gone missing a little bit. I don't know what his role now is, what he's doing in the background, what kind of stuff is he trying to find to make us a better better run club but all i know is he's uh trying to sell nfts on twitter which do you think that we'll do you think that we'll get a candidate over the line that is 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 pro sale do you think yeah. we'll get one this or do you year, feel I, like I think, you think yeah. we will 
Yeah, there's someone I believe manifesto wise is going to be possibly looking at not Colin Shergold kind of selling out the club. Like he, like I like Colin again and someone I've known for years. But he last year he didn't help himself with some of the stuff he was saying on social media. We need someone again with the expertise of being on a board and running a football club. I believe there is someone this year. I don't know who they are, but that's what I, people are saying. There is going to okay. be someone who's going to be putting a manifesto on and standing with the guys of possibly selling the club. Again, remember we said last year the turnout was pretty poor and people use it as an excuse that people were happy. I'm hearing voices now and hearing, well, not hearing voices. I'm being told stuff by fans. I'm not going to name them because they're coming to me privately, but people are fed up really now fed up they're not going to games like Brad, i'm going bradford on saturday but i know a few people that would have missed it for a well the world and they're choosing other stuff to do now uh i just think people are now fed like the comms is still really terrible in my my eyes do you know what i mean like all across the board it's like look at nyc's injury he's out for a few weeks like how many weeks what is the injury is he going back to brentford to do to, to do his rehab is he Will he be back? When will he be back? Do you know what I mean? It's the same stuff as Huddy. Yeah. I mean, maybe though. Maybe maybe this is the time where we get a reset. We get a reset opportunity. I mean, I've always, I'm always glass always half half full. Maybe this is the, an opportunity where this is this is a catalyst. This is a catalyst for change. This is a catalyst for opportunities to to change personnel, to change luck, to change perspective. But I just I'm gonna find it's gonna be really interesting to see. And again, it's, as I said before, it's, just, it's so hard because it's just, I just don't feel like it's a fair representation of our football club. I just we're not going to have, you know, I understand I understand about the Don's Trust and buying it has changed. I, I get it, but I just don't feel now that the Don's Trust is a is a fair reflection of of the want of the fan base, and I don't see why you should have to pay twenty five quid, um, twenty five quid to well, own it fine but i don't see why you should pay 25 quid to to have a say i think that's a bit poor when you know my old man pays you know hundreds he's paid thousands of the last three or four years and this doesn't is get what... a say and then jimmy from sterling goes once a decade and he's playing champ manager of our football club I just, this, it's, like, it's a weird of, one one of my massive points and i've been raising this point for years and I've been shouted down a few times for it. Just join it. It's only twenty five pounds. Do you know what I mean? If you can't afford twenty five pounds, but and 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 Stu Deacons from Nine Years and Mark Hendricks wrote a couple of blogs this week, which I thought were really, really good, by the way. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Other than Stu's little digger, so I'll let him off for that one. But do you know what I mean? Uh, they Stu mentioned in his blog that why should someone who pays twenty five pound a year, who don't even go watch Wimbledon, they could be living in Bangkok and love the idea of being owned in a football club. They they follow John Green, do you know what I mean? And all the nerd fighters and all them, they they wow, well, brilliant. I only have to put 25 quid in. I don't have to buy a season ticket of 350 quid like most people do. I don't have to buy any merchandise really. I don't have to spend money in the food and bar, which we spend a fortune in, do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I get what you're saying, do you know what I mean? I've spent thousands, not just money, but time, minute. I'm going up to Bradford on Saturday, do you know what I mean? There's time when I won't miss a, a game. I'd been going Carlisle, Bradford, been to Europe to watch Wimbledon. But because I don't pay £25, I don't get a say, which I think we need to change that way of looking at it because we're getting new fans through the door and new fans, some some people don't like all the politics that goes behind football. I'm kind of sick of all the politics that goes behind it. And do you know what I mean? Since running this podcast, 
you do get people messaging you all the time saying like, I mean, it's just my opinion. It's your opinion, my opinion, everyone else's opinion. And football's a mad world nowadays, Danny, that social media has changed it so much. Like we would be in a pub having this chat, moaning and stuff like that. And it wouldn't, no one else would know about it. But because we put it out there for the masses, social media, you get then people that you don't even know offering you opinions. And do you know what I mean? It's just, it's a mad world football nowadays. And, it, it really is. And like I said, it's difficult because obviously we'd love to, I, I, I'll just, like I said, I just feel like for the first time in ages that it's, we need, we need a change. We need, we need a change of direction and we need a change of idea or philosophy because I just feel like we've been for 10 years, been training water and that's been okay in league one, but it's not okay anymore. And we, and we obviously were, were at the, was at King's Meadow and it was okay to tread water because Plough Lane was coming. But now we're at Plough Lane, we shouldn't be treading water anymore. We shouldn't, stuff, this shouldn't be the case. And we are still. There's stuff I'm learning about Plough Lane that some of it ain't even fully open, fully oh being God. used. Do you know what I mean? We've got sweets there. This is what we got promised. Someone messaged me today saying, like, with Plough Lane, like the same as you, we, we had Plough Lane in the background. I'm just going to bring up the message now and go for a while, say no names. Uh, the thing that annoys me, when we were sold a dream of Plough Lane, it was going to put us in a whole new level. All the commercial and fundraising opportunities what do we have? Empty suites and still sponsored by the same companies who sponsor the King's Meadow. And that's the thing. I think people, when we were going to Plough Lane, they thought, right, we'd be able to open it up. I know the, the people that sponsor us might be offering good money and stuff like that. Yeah. But do did we go down the avenues of trying to get massive sponsors into, you know what I mean, sell these suites? Like, we've got suites apparently that are not being used. As I said, with the Dodge Trust elections coming up, I'd love to. I'd love them to do a kind of question time style thing. You know what I mean? You have one host. You have all the candidates there. You get questions from, say, you in the audience. What? What? Do you, you know what I mean? And then they answer the question, and people can kind of you. You know what I mean? You push people because I think the last time people got the ump because some some of the candidates were just not answering questions. And when they become Don Strasbourg members, they were. You just do, you know what I mean? They become MPs. Yeah. They don't answer the question that was asked. I hope we get there. I really do, but it's so hard to kind of be positive when you just feel like you're you're kind of running on a treadmill that's going too fast. It just sort of seems to be like we're desperately, desperately, 80% of the fans feel the need for a tweak or a slight not necessarily a change of ownership, but at least a change of direction, a change of strategy, a change of philosophy, a change of understanding what we're doing is not, we can't do what we've always done because we're not getting anywhere, but we just kind of feel like we're just, we're, we're, like, we're like regurgitating the same thing, trying to get the same money from the same people. And those, but, and the well's dry. Like we, we've got to it's like some, just keep doing this. Like the MD position and the uh, head of football operations. Uh, we've been looking for that for months. Where, what's the update with that now? Where are we with regards to getting an MD in? Do you know what I mean? Is that happening shortly? Who is it going to come in and do the MD? Are they going to come in and go, right, actually, the commercial department needs to have a full over, overhaul. We need to do this, this, and this. Or are their hands going to be tired again? Because one, we don't have the funds to change things around. Two, we don't get, they don't get the Don Strauss ball back in. Do you know what I mean? It stops things happening. It's where where are we with regards to a head of football operations at the moment, which is badly needed? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Don't people realise, Lee, that if you haven't had someone come in, 
after a long time, we're probably not the, we haven't got, we're not the offer. We're not the, the attraction that we, we probably think we are. We're not there. And if we're not there and we're not attracting people to want to get this job, we need to do something about it because otherwise we're going to just get a, a mediocre bloke in the room. And I don't understand why fans can't go, you know, why we're, we're moaning at the club. We're not, I don't see it that way. We're not offering, we're not offering, we're clearly not either looking in the right place or offering enough capital to make this role viable. And it's just, why do we feel that women are a, bit, are a bigger and better club and we're going to be amazing and this is all wonderful? We can't even get, an, 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 we, can't, we can't get a, a director of football or anyone else coming, operations, whatever you want to, what language you want to use. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> Nobody wants to come to our football club. So how can you expect any kind of genuine quality on the pitch if you can't get, nobody wants to come off the pitch? And then we then we go down the road and we pick Johnny Jackson. And now you're looking at it and thinking, was he the right man? Is he the best person? Or was he the cheapest option or the then, option or the longest option? I don't who, know. I mean who my question is who employed Johnny Jackson? Because at the moment, someone mentioned this on debrief the other day. We've got an unelected chair in Mike Butley. He was put he put himself as chair now two days a week. I don't think the Don Shross Ball put him forward. It's himself that's done that now. So it's an unelected chair running the club two days a week, if we get an MD in or a director of football operations, whatever it's called, they're going to be under Mike, who only works two days a week. So who's who's the accountability going to be falling on regards to them positions? So it means that someone's going to have, like, they can do pretty much what they want because your boss ain't going to be for, in for the other five days. And uh, the only, the, the issue you have is them, once, what you said there is people don't want to be an MD. People don't want to come in and do the director football. But they then go, well, who's going to come in and buy the club then? If they don't want them two positions, we're not, we ain't got. And they keep saying to us, like, this is what I keep, oh, you need to bring solutions. So it's like me and you, a taxi driver and a teacher, need to go out and go on The Apprentice or Dragon's Den. You know, I think me and you should go on The Apprentice and that can be our thing, like we're going to sell the club to Lord Sugar. Uh, the thing is, though, Lee, is that you're not going to get loads of people wanting to buy into a club if they can't get a level of control. They're two different offers trying to get someone to put in x amount of money into the club when they don't get a level of control is quite hard work if you said this is Wimbledon's story they've reached an apex and they want help of a businessman to to kick on or whatever you want to call it you would not struggle i think finding someone to buy invest or whatever in a club in south london with a ground in a place which is relatively good by travel with a nice stadium that's ready to go i don't i don't I just think it will be a, a relatively easy buy for someone Agree, where you can I... get a level of, of success relatively quickly. We're not talking about the championship where it's a poison challenge. We're talking about League Two, putting putting stuff in where you can finish the ground, put a few people in the ground so they can earn its money, pay off a bit of debt and make life easier. You haven't got to, We're not asking for an infinite amount of money to make the squad better. You're looking at realistically three more players. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think we're going to struggle getting people if we're if, if that is what we're wanting to do. I don't think you're going to struggle. But like I said, I've got no. I don't mind if we if we don't sell it. I don't if we do. I, but I do think it's what's important is the conversation takes place, no, and that true. that for me is the is the bottom line. I don't care which way you go, but you do need to address this properly. No, I agree. And I, I again, I spoke to people today, and on, on one person used to put money into the club as a sponsor doesn't anymore because he, he just feels the club's going in a totally different direction than 
that he hoped and why would he be putting a lot of money into the club but who wants to buy when we are pretty much not for sale so it's like it's like going and buying a house right Dan for a half a million pound and them telling you you can't do anything up you can't do it up you're not allowed to change the gardens do you know what I mean you've got a front and back garden but you can't change them do you know what I mean if you do you have to go through a committee of the the agent that you bought it from or the ex-owner do you know what I mean it's like that's you wouldn't do it, would you? You wouldn't buy a house if you if you had to then get voted to be able to change your living room. It you wouldn't buy it, would you? And that's the problem at the moment. Uh, people want to say like, uh, last I heard was that Nick Robinson won't invest anymore as a Don Trust ball get the final say. So why would he put any more money in? I don't know. How you know what? Why? Why exactly? Why would he? And I said it's not a. I'm not against the Don's Trust. I'm not against the model or anything like that. But I just I, for me it's like like you said you you, you know. As long as you're under my roof, then you can't. I mean, it's like living with your parents when you're 12. It's like we need to have a conversation, an adult conversation, where people go, okay, I don't like this at all, but I'm going to be adult enough to listen to what's being said. I'm going to stand still and I'm going to listen. We don't have to agree with it, but it's important that people understand now that it is an option. Because I think that if you did that, people are just so afraid of the past and so afraid of things. And they're talking about our USB is great. We're not going anywhere. We've completely, the last decade has showed that we've completely stalled. We've gone nowhere. We've gone back. And it's not like we've been, we've been close to being anything. Well, I'm not saying we want to get championship, but we want to, we should be comfortable. We should be at a point where we feel like we could be comfortable enough in League One when we were nowhere near it. We were always bottom eight or so. This year was a year where we could have actually turned up, got a little bit of our mojo back, played some football, and then we're, we're four on the spin playing against one of the better but then, squads in the in the summer. I just I don't understand what what needs to happen before someone goes, okay, we might need to have this conversation. It's not nice, but we need to have it. But Danny, I think the club misread the room a little bit there as well and, and, and with the expectations that they started driving from the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? If they turn around and said, look, we're, we're, we're paying off the, the debt of the ground. We've got, you know, we've got three and a half million, I think it is, bond payments we've got to be paid back next year. Do you, yeah. I mean? That's, do you know what I mean? And 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 stuff. If they they're honest with the fans, the fans are not stupid. But you got to just tell us the truth. Put better comms out and tell us what is happening. And then we could have gone right. Yeah, fourteenth. Okay, that's going to be the best we can do for a season or two. And this is this is all, I mean? and, the whole point, Lee. If they also, went, look, we're going to be three and a half million in the can, guys. I think I think promotion is going to be a bit tricky. We're going to what we need to focus on is developing new players. We're going to turn up. We're going to have a young, energetic team. I know everyone's going to go, oh, bloody hell, we had this before, we had this before. But don't chuck us down a river of saying how we're going to be brilliant or whatever. It just, I just don't... And it's, it's a really poor decision. And another point you just raised regarding people scared of the past, I totally agree with that because every time you speak about someone else coming in and owning Wimbledon, all you get is bad owners chucked at you. So I had an example of someone chucked Portsmouth. Oh, look how Portsmouth will run. And then you think now, since they've got new owners in, they're actually being run as a decent football club. They've got two decent manager, manager and assistant manager, and they've bought Simon Bassey in, which we know is decent recruitment. They sit second in League One, and they look like they're actually going to be well-run club. You look at Brentford, the way Brentford are run now with their owners. They used to be trust-owned, but they're, they're they, very... You could name 70 But this is what I mean, but you always get the old You always get the old ones. And this is what I said to someone earlier. I said, and someone said exactly, Baron Adams get all the press, which is a bad reflection on say. But his mate was Reese Weston, ex AFC Wilman player, and says how well Brentford are doing and how loved they, they, their fan base love it. They've got a brand new stadium. They've, they've got players coming through their B team that, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not youth team players, but they're picking up 
little gems here and there that have been released from, say, the Man U's, or they're picking up cheap players from Rangers, and like NYC, come from Rangers into Brentford's B, scoring goals, come to us, and they're looking at putting them in the first team. They got money for fours, three and a half million for a player they signed for what, 100, 200 grand. Do you know what I mean? Every time you say about ownership, all you ever get chucked to you is bad owners and what if this happens? But people forget Wickham. Wickham were trust owned. They're pretty well run nowadays. You don't, you know what I mean? They're, they're doing all right. They yo yo from well, it just It'd be interesting that Even the Peter ones Brown. that were trust owned, the reason that they are trust owned or they were trust owned is probably because they had a, a relatively challenging owner. And then they were bought out by the fans, right? At some point, though, those fans have come to a point where they cannot take the club any further. That's the whole point of why they've sold to somebody else. If, if, if Wickham and Wrexham and God knows how many other clubs, Portsmouth and all these other clubs, yes, they've had bad owners, but they've realised that it, they can only get to a certain point and then they sell to a good owner. They're going to be in exactly the same trepidation, concern, worry as us. And then they decide to deal with it and then make a decision. It's just, I don't understand why we have this sort of total phobia and hatred of it. I just, I, like I said, and I'm not, I'm not for selling it. I just want to have someone to, I want us to be adult enough and to be, if we're talking about proper community, think about what is the most important thing for this football club. Not for me, get you off the agenda. For this football club right now, what is the best way for us to move forward? Is it, someone to come in and give us a level of security against the loan, against the debt, against everything else? Or is it a, is the best thing for us right now is for our community of 15,000, six who go regularly, they are the ones that are going to bail us out of this debt and or, that, or bail us out of the situation. But be honest and have an honest conversation. I just don't no, understand. I, 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 I think... I think that's the point. Honest conversation. I think that's, get emotion off of the table. It's think, not. It's not the place for that. Yeah, and I think honest conversation is the main thing there because we might put say the club up for sale. No one wants to buy the club, for example. That's where we we might go right. There's there is no one out there that wants to put money into women because one we've got twenty millions worth of debt that they have to clear straight away off the bond and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? They have to then look at maybe building the ground up to become more of a championship level ground. And people might go, actually, I don't want to buy a foot club. Then we have to go, right, where do we go now? Do you know what I mean? Or we go, right, we are going to be just fan owned, fan run. We might then have to take a relegation or two and end up in the non-league again, which I don't think many people want that to happen. But we have to look at all aspects, be honest, as you said, take motion off it and go, right, is there someone that's going to be willing to buy the club? If not, we have to look. That's why I said we need to go what road we go down. If let's no one wants to buy the club, then can, we have to do so. Let's just hope, like I said, someone can come in and have a and one of the Don's Trust members can can be art can art be a, can articulate what a lot of people are thinking of and, and have a good enough swag and, and a bit of confidence about them to be able to be like look, we don't have to accept this, but we do need to talk about it. And this is what, you know, there'll be other people who'll come in and go, I'll take the club off you for X amount of money. You go, forget it. No, I've seen your track record. Forget it. Because you won't do it. But I just, I don't understand if you've got somebody. And again, you know, I know Ryan Reynolds and that, they came to Rex and there was, they could have quite easily come to us. They might be, who knows? They might have, they might have been a speculative email and said, actually, you know, do you know what? He was from Philadelphia, Wimbledon's Wimbledon. I can empathise with the situation. It could, it could be a hundred things. I just don't understand why you can't have a conversation about it. And if, do you know what, by the way, if you do actually have a conversation about it, you can get to the point where it's off of the agenda forever. And this whole conversation 
is nipped in the bud because you've actually had a conversation and you can go, mm. we had a decent conversation and these are the five or 10 points that we realised that actually we earn our money because of this, because of this, because of this. And these are the reasons why we don't. And you can actually then publish it to the whole of the country, if you like, and go, this is the reason why we're staying. And, and people like myself and yourself could go, yeah, do you know what? We don't need that. We don't need to aggro. We're okay as we are. But you won't know unless you have a conversation. And that's what I think is a, is, is a real shame. It's just like the American and the independents going, well, in our constitution, you can carry a gun. Brilliant. 250 years time, and they've got the highest gun, gun crime in the whole world. Or because something that happened 250 years ago, 150, whatever the year is. I just, I don't, I don't get the world has moved on. Why can't we, after 20 years, it'll be 25 by the time we have this conversation, why can we not have a conversation and go, this is, this is where we're at. Is this, is this still what we want? Is this still what we need? Is this where, where do we sit in the world of football? Because everyone thinks we're a, we're a lot of teams' second favourite team, but we're not going anywhere. So, Danny, if we don't have the conversation, there, there might be one conversation we have to have is that the fact that we can't pay the bonds back, we can't pay our debt back, the club then goes into administration and someone just comes in and buys it anyway. Of course. Because but I, just, I, I don't say that won't why. happen, but I said I'd rather have that conversation before that even gets near or even... Do you know what I mean? A couple of years down the line, I'd rather have, the, as you said, have an honest conversation with the so-called owners of the football club. Do you know what I mean? Not even just the Don's Trust members. I'm talking about senior golders, people that have an interest in Wimbledon because we, we have the facilities now to have meetings and AGMs and special meetings. Do you know what I mean? And have them, well, again, Stu makes a good point. Why do we always have meetings when it's impossible for a lot of people to go to? Have it before a game. Do you know what I mean? Have them after a game. We've got the stuff there. Maybe just one week. We don't spell hospitality. Do you know what I mean? It ain't going to break us that bad. That after the game, that major area is going to be used for a special meeting of Wimbledon fans. Well, because like you said, I, I wish anybody who wishes to go the very best of luck, regardless of your opinion, regardless of your stance on fan ownership. If you're prepared to put yourself in and you've got the you've got the credentials and you're voted in, then we wish you the best of luck. It just if we could be adult enough to maybe have a conversation that would be I think a lot of people would appreciate it I also think it's the elephant in the room that needs to be addressed and I think that the moment you deal with the elephant in the room we can all kind of draw a line and move on at the moment it's you know it's Gavin and Stacey what's in the drawer type thing what happened on the fishing trip like let's just get it out there and we can all get on with it no, rather than this skull, skull duggery it just seems unnecessary yep no I agree right should we move on when we come back we'll discuss the weekend's game against Bradford the Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back, and finally, we're going to be discussing the big game against Bradford City on Saturday. I'm going. Lee, there, how, how how big a game do you think this is? Then come on, we've had we've lost four in the bounce. Oh, is this is this are we getting to the territory where another loss and we're looking at changes or do you feel like no. it's where it, it, it's a big game because we just need to stop the rot? It's a big game because we need to stop the rot. Uh, unfortunately, we're playing one of the best teams in the league, or supposedly best teams. I'm, again, I've not seen much from this league where I think, oh, we haven't shit scared of anyone. But they have got Cook up front who's scoring goals for fun, and they 
it's it's a it's a tough place to go for Valley Parade. It's a great. But you'd man. think I mean, you'd think Bradford will be one of the ones up there, wouldn't you? The, the the thing for me is after this. Have game, they still got Mark Hughes manager? Yes, and Julian Audrey's as number two. Bloody hell! That's so good it, it? For me, it's after this game is the big. It becomes very big after that. So I'm, I'm I think we'll lose on Saturday. I, I I just can't see us beating Bradford. They're a good side. We're not. Uh, I just think after that, when we have the Colchester's and stuff like that, that's when we need to start putting points on the board. But yeah, brother, I'm going up there. I'm getting the uh, train up there. I'm taking a couple of mates from I grew up with from school. One's, nice. a Wickham, one's a Wickham fan, one's a Spurs fan. So yeah, they're in for an absolute treat watching Wimbledon at Bradford. I think I'm looking more. I'm looking more forward. I'm looking forward. Uh, to the day out more than anything, getting the train. I know Jack Morton, you was on the pod last week. He's up, he's getting the same train up there as well. He, him and his mate, he loves it that gazing now, doesn't he? He's it's brilliant, amazing. though. It's, it's, it's just, but again, it's just, I just feel so frustrated for those people who are prepared to do that and they're, they're prepared to go up there. They love the club that much, they want to support the team. And then what they're getting is not just no value for money, but they're getting, you know, they're frustrated every single week. But I don't know, I'm with you. I, I'm finding it. I'm finding it very, very difficult, and I'm finding the, the Zach Robinson decision more and more frustrating. <laughs> on the fact of got a, a decent young forward who we just signed after a protracted thing. I can only imagine that he wanted to go. We signed him. After, we'll sign, but we'll get rid of you. But I, I just, I, I'm finding it a bit frustrating. Now we've lost MIC for eight weeks potentially. Eight weeks. That's what near, not not far after Christmas break and with the World Cup, etc. I just. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that we, to be honest with you, I don't mind losing, but I just want to see a couple of people take a bit of responsibility, look to go forward, be positive, be brave, make those tackles. If you get out beaten by a good bit of football, we get beaten, but let's not just roll over. And again, you know, on Saturday, we had, it was 50% of the ball for each team. We've had six shots, they've had 14. It's just like, can we... Can we find a way of being more positive? But again, when you look for that team, there's just not, Anyone I not see a huge is, amount of again, creativity. Jack Carpell, as I agree with you earlier, he needs games, but he's the only one who's trying to do things. He's trying to get players off. The, the people I'm disappointed with is people that we thought would step down into League Two and, and smash the people like George Marsh, people that don't seem interested, don't seem like they want to have a fight or get involved in anything like that. I'm hoping that we change it about with... Uh, Hudlin playing on Tuesday in the Johnson paint that he comes in. I'd have him and Davison up front with a Sal just behind Chislett be dropped to the bench. Because as I said to you earlier, off air, we kind of with Hudlin, you might not think he's that good and stuff, but he causes issues. We've got some good people that can put in some good deliveries. Uh, Brown can put in them, Jack Curry can, Gunter can on the right. If we just put balls into him, then he, you know what I mean? He he can cause issues and just cause chaos. And hopefully, a Sal and Davison can get stuff off the back of it. But do you know what I mean? I just yeah. would you change the way that we play, Lee? Would you be would you be now? Well, we're bringing Hudlin. We've done passing. We've done the passing out the back. We're now going to play a bit more. You go a bit more route one if you've got the back. Yeah, I, I've got, I think that's how we should play anyway. But it's always been a Wimbledon way to. Go quick! Like this is what used to annoy me when I was growing up, and put, I spoke Wimbledon, and people go, oh, "You're just a long ball game." We weren't. We played some lovely football at times, but we do what Liverpool do nowadays. We went back to front so quick, people thought it was long ball. It wasn't. It was just get the ball in the, the other opposition's half. Then we play football there, which 
work for us and it doesn't seem to work for us playing football in our own half and not going forward with it but I just can't see us I can't, I can't see that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you with the energy we've got the players that are out um, I feel like well, I think we're going to be a bit light on Saturday but I would take that for a, I would take a better performance I'm not going to watch any of it um, what's interesting as well is that is the communications from a lot of people who have just said that I need a breather I've, I just need a breather from from Wimbledon, I feel like the, the disappointment from last year, plus this this year, where you, you know, the it was a new dawn, a new start, etc. It just sort of hasn't quite come out, and I'm, I'm desperately, desperately hoping that we get a bit of something. But I, I, I can't see a scoring. I think I think it will be a relatively comfortable two 0 and if we get anything from it, I'll be over the moon. Yeah, I agree because I think when you looked at the fixtures, you thought these four runs of games were always going to be tough. You know what I mean? Was it, yeah. Barrow, was it Barrow, Northampton? Uh, Carlisle, 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 yeah. then Bradford. Carlisle and then Bradford, two weeks in a row, like away games, quite tough places to go. Yeah, I, I, I think if we can get anything, I just said I'm going up there. I'm going to take uh, some Modelo with me, good uh, American Mexican beer. No, nice. Modelo, have a few of them. I'm not really fussed about the game too much. I'm just more about the day out on Saturday. I'm looking forward. I love Bradford. I think it's a great place. Unfortunately. We we know some Bradford fans and uh, Mike is a great lad. He's he goes to watch England home and away in England are playing this weekend, so he'll be off doing that. But yeah, Bradford. I, I just wish they put us in the proper away in, which is behind the goal. Where where are you? Sitting? Are you on the side which had the fire, the Valley Parade fire? Yeah, they put us. Yeah, on the side. That's where they put all the away fans in that one. That's where they'll put us, which is annoying. I like the little little. Uh, I mean, who knows? Knowing, knowing us and knowing how we go, maybe this is the the game that it can happen. But I just sort of when I watch us, I always feel like I can pick when the season went a bit weird and the the Mansfield second half mm-hmm. or the end of the first half, the capitulation seems to not knock the stuffing out of us. And I'm hoping we get something better. It'd be interesting. Um, one of my one of the old lads I used to work with, his brother-in-law. Is Lee Angle? Is it brother-in-law or oh, is yeah, it oh, yeah, no, Lee Angle. the cousin? I don't know. It's, but um, yeah, he's 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 with Lee Angle, which is quite interesting. And he's up, he's been up there, and obviously yeah, it's all Bradford. like Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah he's at Newport. Wasn't he? He was at yeah. Newport before that. But yeah, that's it. I I just can't see. I, just, I I hope we're wrong, and I hope I got there and we we win one nil or something, and we score last minute, or we go to down and win three two. Do you know what I mean? I want one of them kind of games that kind of. I mean, we look down and out and we kind of turn it around and say it happens and we, we yeah, it's a good result. Uh, and we can start singing, we've got Super Johnny Jackson instead of just singing, we've got Johnny Jackson. He don't know what we need. We're shit at the back. Nothing can attack because we're not going to win the league. I mean, that's not great, is it? But oh. well, let, let's be positive. But I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that we get some sort of movement. But we'll see. We'll see it's, if we can get anything but going. It's the podcast fault because since we started this podcast, it's been nothing but negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to do famously well on Saturday. And then if there's anything anybody wants to talk about over the week and you feel like it'll be a really good topic for discussion, let us know. We'd love to chat about it. Maybe I'll do like a little quiz night. We'll get you and Jack and I'll do like a little quiz. You've got to remember Jack's only about 16, so he don't... Oh, really okay. Know. Scrap it. Yeah, I have to be modern AFC woman. I think. Maybe we should do a battle of the podcasts. Maybe I'll do like I'll do a quiz you versus Stu, or we'll get some other guys on. Who knows? But um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I just it'll be lovely to get to a point, wouldn't it, where we can feel like yes, do you know what, we're properly 
this is what, like we were at the beginning of the year, we're so, so optimistic and so positive, and we just haven't quite like managed to. Football has a way of just beating you when you're down. I know, slapping you in the face. It does, it, when you think, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, it is what it is. As I said, we'll be back Sunday with the debrief again. Hopefully, it'd be better. We can be talking about good things that have happened this week and the win against uh, Bradford, hopefully, will be one of them. But yeah, I, I said I'll be going up there, Danny. If you if you are going to be watching, I'll try and give you a wave. Oh, don't wear something nice. Wear something tight. <laughs> yeah, all my clothes are tight because I weigh too much. I know, mate. I'm telling me about it. I'm on the gluten highway at the moment. I know exactly what you mean. Right, Danny. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. It has. I'm off to uh, deal with a very very loud screaming baby. I'm off to go to bed. Come on, you dogs. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.